Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kenz as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Kenz, your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. We are so glad you're here. This is going to be such a fun episode. We are talking to the girl who has friend drama. Wow. And so many of us. So many (laughs) of us. And so many different ways and yeah. so many different situations. So we hope we're going to cover a lot. It's going to be amazing. And actually, if you guys don't know this already, we'll talk a lot more about it. But Mac and I have been friends for a very long time. Not only friends, but we also run a ministry together. And it has been amazing, but also come with lots of trials and lots of tough conversations. Yeah. And so if we can talk about friend drama, if somebody can talk about friend drama, I think it might be us. We might be the most qualified friend drama experts in the world. That's a big deal. You just really set the bar (laughs) high for us. I really did. And this is going to be great. Um, I hope we live up. I think think so. I think so. so. Yes, for sure. Jesus help us. Jesus. But anyways, we, before we get going, we have our fun segment, segment, which is three minute tea. Three minute tea. And guess what, you guys, we are talking about Max relationship. I think you're way more excited than I am. (laughs) Absolutely. We just recorded a podcast episode for somebody else's podcast and Ken spent half of the podcast talking about my relationship. (laughs) I really did. It's just just like come oozes out of me. Yes. So, so you guys know the drill. Okay. We set three minutes on the clock. We have three minutes to spill all the tea that we can. When the timer ends, cut no more. <laughs> we try not to go over. So um, let's jump in with the three minutes. Ready, set, go. Ken, why don't you start us off? Okay, yes. So Mac is in a new relationship. New-ish. Six months in, you guys. I mean, if you're listening to this now, you might be going back. They might be married already. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, we are all on the edge of our seats. It's going super well. We love Tyler and we love him for many reasons, which Mac will Mac will share with you in a second. But Mac, give us the tea. That's all you had for us? I thought you were going to get some tea. Way more. I thought you were going to give some tea. Oh, do you want me to share the biggest tea? Oh, shoot. It's just top of mind. Uh, the biggest tea is that Tyler is Gen Z, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler is a Gen Zer. He's young, and she's a cradle. I'm a millennial. What's a cradle? Cradle, cradle rock. <laughs> A That's what? true. A cradle robber. Robert. 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 Yeah. You are a cradle I'm robber. Robbing the cradle. Also known as a what is it called? A cougar. A cougar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the other day she also said, Mama still got it. Yeah. So Mama's this is still all got really it. weird. But what, what? he is Gen Zer, and I just think that's the best tea. Yes. Literally, we were leading a workshop the other day about Gen Z. And Kenzie asked, like, what's the age range of Gen Z? And somebody said, Oh, I think it's like 24, 23, something like that. And Kenzie's jaw drops. She goes, Max's boyfriend is Gen Z. <laughs> you better get going though. We have a okay. lot more oh, to talk yeah. about. Shoot. Only Go 90 ahead. Seconds. Give us the tea. Okay. Well, like, what tea do you want to know? We, you love him. I love him. Um, you said the word love. Yes. 
Long ago. Okay, yes. great. Um, yes. Is he going to move with you guys are long yes. distance right now? We are long distance. I don't know when this episode releases, but um, at the end of August 2021, he's moving to Charlotte, North Carolina, which is where I currently live. So you guys are serious. Yes. We're about to not be long distance. Yes, which I'm very excited about. He's going to be living just like five or ten minutes on the road from me. You know? Not with her. Not with me. Yep. We're going to have to kind of refigure out how to date. You know, yes. we've only dated long distance. What are you so. most excited for him to come and what are you going to do? Okay, well, I have this really great back porch mm. and I'm just really excited to hang out on that back porch. You know, <laughs> I love after I get done from work sitting out there and, you know, so we'll FaceTime out there a lot. So rather oh, than be FaceTiming, cute. he'll be there with me. What's something about Tyler that like, you know, but nobody else knows that's like really great and cute and just oh. amazing. That's really great and cute, but nobody else knows. Probably like only you would know, like a tea oh. thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good He's, question. Tyler is Tyler. He's is, a salesman. Tyler is really way more um, emotional than me. You know, oh, he's definitely like that. the sweet one, the one who's like attentive to details. yes, the one who's like like for example, I'm on a work trip right now for two weeks, and he's he's not doing great. Oh, <laughs> he's we so love sad. That. He's oh, oh shoot. we didn't get. I think I talked too much. <laughs> I think I talked too much. <laughs> oh, no, no. no, we love Tyler. We do. We he's do. awesome. Yeah, you guys will all meet him. Yeah, he'll be on the podcast more. That's all we gotta say. That's all we gotta say. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm six super, months. Yay. Six months. Cheers to six months. Cheers okay. to being in the same city and breaking up with long distance. That's right. I yeah. love that. Yes. Okay. Well, let's jump into our episode for the girl who is dealing with some friend drama. Woo. Okay. I am excited to jump into today's episode talking about for the girl dealing with friend drama. This is. One of the things that when I sit down with girls, I hear about the most. And yeah. you know what's so funny? I feel like there's so much uh, advice out there for breakups, but there's not a lot of advice out there for like friendship breakups or friendship falling outs. And what do you do? Yeah. And I think oftentimes they hurt just as much, you know, they really do like affect your heart and your mental health and just all the things because friendships are so important and you get so close with people. And then when you hit a rough patch and maybe you lose track of how to communicate and how to like really get along, it is so, so heartbreaking. And I don't think there's often much direction and guidance on what do we do when you hit a road bump with a friend. And so we really want to walk through that today because no lie, Ken's and I, I, I would, the ringer. we have been to the ringer. Like I would argue that we have maybe had some of the hardest friendship mountains to climb, <laughs> Yeah, but I am proud to say that we have made it to the other side and yeah. we are better than ever. That's and right. We, there have been times where I literally was like, Ken's, <sighs> Ken's is just the worst. The worst. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's for real, you guys. Um, so if you didn't know, Mac and I, we have been friends since we were in college. Our sophomore year of college is when we started hanging out together practically every day, which mm-hmm. is super funny. Yeah. Um, this is actually a fun little side note. We talk about this a lot that Mac and I met the end of freshman year and um it had been a hard year for us to make friends and build community, especially like good friends. 
and Mm -hmm. friends that were chasing after Jesus and who love the Lord and who are passionate about their faith because through those friendships, you grow, you learn, you mature. They're so important to have in your life. And anyways, we um, had dinner that night and we were like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Like Mm -hmm. we just jived. It was amazing. And then we went straight into summer. So it was like three months of not seeing each other. And we always talk about what it looks like to like pursue a friendship. Like if it's a good thing, like if Jesus is moving through it, like you kind of got to put yourself out there. You got to be the one to like text her. Hey, what's up? How are you doing? And pursue her. So if any, this is just a word for anybody who's listening to this and is like looking for friendship or looking to rebuild friendship. You will find friends if you put yourself out there and be the one to send the invitation first. And that's really where our friendship began. Um, And then, after that summer we got back we started a bible study together yeah and we were we got to do ministry together every single day we got to lead together which is super cool and so growing but also mm. we're there's so much temptation to compare right yeah. through like leading it's like mac is really good at teaching the, the word as we know and i like struggled with it and i'm like oh my gosh this feels hard you're good at this i suck at this and it creates tension in friendship yeah. or yeah. um you know I had a boyfriend in college Mac did it and there's like good and bad tension in that like yep. you know your relationship stuff and um there's so many different yeah. areas like she had another best friend and mm-hmm. I'm like there's comparison there there's insecurity there yeah um I probably had a million friends and you probably had insecurity (laughs) about that too. Maybe I didn't have one best friend, but a million, you know, there's just like so many different variables and reasons to be bitter towards each other or be insecure or to be, um, yeah. to have tension in your friendship. And we experienced that from the very beginning. Oh my god! And then over the last, um, 10 years we've honestly just spent more and more time together and because we got to start delight together and in the most growing years you guys like we started delight fresh out of call or like it really started to grow fresh out of college like when we were in our early 20s and in our early 20s you are growing so much and you're learning so much you're discovering your spiritual giftings you're meeting other people trying to figure out career stuff and like it is so easy to fall into like Uh, comparison and like for friendships to grow apart and so we really had to like fight for a healthy friendship and a healthy dynamic and it Mm -hmm. has like Max said it's taken there's been so many ups and downs like so many ups and downs oh my goodness we recently went through um about a year ago now we had like a coaching uh, what do we even call this it was like a it was like a coaching for, for us and for our friendship, like a third party coming in to like help us like figure out some things and figure out dynamics. And that was super, super helpful for us, which we will speak a little bit about. Um, and we've just grown so much through it. I can't wait to share stories in this episode. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I think sometimes again, because friendship drama is not that talked about, you can be over there and being like, Oh, why am I the only one that has drama with my friends? And us, you know, us ladies, we have a lot of drama. It's just true. I hate to say it. I work in an office with all women. I -hmm. feel like we probably have more drama in the office than the average office out there. And I think sometimes it's just the all girl environment, you know, and that's okay. And I think we're going to talk about some tools that we have learned through being in the middle of that, in the midst of that, to really help us kind of avoid those things. And um, I think help us to have the eyes of Jesus for our friends, which is so important. But I will never forget. I mean, Ken's and I a couple of times had a season where we didn't see eye to eye on something 
thing. And we literally were not friends despite seeing each other every single day because we worked together for, I mean, up to like four to six months. And it was (laughs) so hard. It was long, long seasons that were incredibly painful. I mean, I cried more in that season than I've ever cried in the rest remainder of the 28 years of my life, probably combined (laughs) because of how difficult it was and how hard it was. And what I think is so cool and what I want to encourage you right now as you're beginning this episode is that we got to the other side of that. Yeah. And I don't hold like that season against our friendship. Like I literally trust Ken's more than ever now. Like I have more fun with her than ever. I um, grow with her more than ever. And so even if you feel like your friendship is literally in the gutters and there's no way it can ever get back, Mm. I truly believe that it's not just going to get back that like God can renew it and do something um, even better with it, even better, even more fruitful. And I just believe our friendship is a testament to that. And I will never stop being real and honest about how difficult it's been, but how much you can see just a display of God's goodness through friendship and through restorations of relationships. So um, we're excited to jump in. But the first thing we wanted to do, and I think this is super important. I don't know if you clicked on this episode, you probably are dealing with some friend drama. So welcome. We're so glad you're here. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And before we kind of jump into some tips for how to restore and renew that friendship, we first want you to help you identify whether this is a friendship worth keeping because sometimes there are seasons where we have to let go of friendship. So kind of figuring out, is this a healthy friendship or is this kind of toxic and needs to be released and let go? Yes, that's right. That's really important to identify because we're going to speak, be speaking a lot to like what a healthy relationship looks like and how to fight for this friendship. But I think oftentimes there's certain friendships that, you know, it's just not supposed to be in your life. Maybe it's toxic. Maybe um, you're friends with them for the wrong reasons. And so I think that's a really important place to begin. Um, friendship really is designed to, to sharpen us, to teach us, to encourage us, to bring out the best in us, to comfort us. I mean, that's what friendship is designed for. I think of the verse in Proverbs 27, it talks about as iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. And like, I see that so much and Mac and I's friendship. And I even talked about that at the beginning when we, our first dinner, like our first dinner together, I knew like just through the conversation, like just because it was like so life-giving and you know, when you just jive with somebody, you're on the same like kind of playing field when it comes to faith or even they're a little bit farther ahead of you or, or even you're farther ahead of them, but you feel like you can teach them so much. Like either way, like you should sharpen each other. And that's what friendship's designed for. And I found that at the beginning of Mac and I's friendship. Mm. And I know she did too. And we, that's why we fought for our friendship, like, because, um, it was a fruitful friendship. And so I think that's really important. Like we, um, we want to speak to the healthy relationships and the other ones might be just taking up some of your time, unnecessary time. Yeah. So I think when you're beginning to identify, is this a friendship I want to fight for or a friendship I need to let go of? I think first you got to remember, why are you friends with this person? Like, did they bring that life into you? Did they speak that life into you? Was there fruit on this friendship ever? Kind of get back to that. Because if I believe that if there was fruit once, there can be fruit again. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes the seed just needs to be re 
replanted and it needs to be watered differently. It needs to be cultivated differently. And I just hear a lot these days, you know, we got cancel culture. I hear the word toxic thrown around all the time. And I believe there are toxic relationships. Absolutely. But sometimes I think we use that as a cop out to not have hard conversations. And we use it as a cop out to not have to literally go and be the hands and feet of Jesus to people and to dig beneath the surface of hurt and um, heartbreak and things like that. And so be really honest with yourself about, are you running from a hard conversation here? Um, Are you scared Mm -hmm. of getting hurt or Mm -hmm. are you willing to enter into hard conversations before you dismiss something as toxic and releasing it from your life? Um, But I do believe that there are toxic friendships out there. Maybe they're constantly cutting you down. Um, Maybe they are like literally sucking up all of the energy and the life from you. And I think it's okay to release friendships and to realize that they were for a season and for a time in life. Um, and sometimes there's seasons to reap and to harvest. And sometimes there are seasons to take a step back and to literally just say, Hey, I released this in the name of Jesus. And yes. if Jesus, you bring it back, that's awesome. But I'm not going to try to beat a dead horse over here and continue to pursue this when it's not bringing life and it's not bringing me closer to Jesus. So for First thing we want you to do is just really think about, is this a friendship that I need to simply start having hard conversations with? Or is this a friendship that I need to release and let God have it and just trust that he'll bring it back if it's something that I'm supposed to keep walking into? Yeah, that's exciting. It's exciting to, you know... I think sometimes we fear letting go of friends. And like, if you're listening to this and you're like, came because you like just really are holding on to it. Like, I just want to encourage you, empower you to like, let it go. There's another person on the other side who's going to be incredible. Who's going to be like the bastest friend ever. Um, yeah. It's just like dating, right? Sometimes yeah, totally. when you're dating the wrong guy, you're like <laughs> spending all this time with this guy and it's like, okay, let him go. So God has something yeah. way better. Yeah. And so I really believe that. And it's going to be good. I want to speak to friend groups for a second because this is real too. I had a friend group in college. It was like seven girls and we were all best friends and it was awesome and amazing. And then post-college, it was like suddenly the seven of us didn't work as a unit anymore. And it was so heartbreaking. I was like, no, we're like a squad. We do everything together, you know, all this stuff. And honestly, it was the best thing realizing within that group of people, there were some people that I had really awesome relationships with. And there were some people that like, I love so much, but I did not need to spend every waking moment with them Mm. in a group of seven people. And so sometimes I think we're mourning more of like the fun experiences than we are the actual friendships. And so it is totally normal for friend groups to slowly kind of change (laughs) and evolve, especially post-college. So if that's you, if you're in a group of like a bunch of girls and you're like, wait, it's changing. Um, I say like lean into that change and pursue the relationships that are really fruitful and pursue those like crazy because those you can continue on to a season of life. Just because a friend group comes to a close doesn't mean that individual friendships have to end. Yeah, that's right. And the pursuit is really real. Putting yourself out there, making it known that you still want to be friends with them, not being embarrassed of that. Like that is so, that is real humility. Um, So I love that. How many friend groups have you had in your life like come and go um so many yeah I feel like both of us probably like 
five yeah. to yeah. six. Yeah. Like, and I don't think I have any friend groups now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So much changes. It changes with seasons of life and yeah. everything like that. So um, no worries. <laughs> if that's changing for you, it's probably going to be a really good thing. Yeah. But for the healthy relationships, for those re- friends that you want to pursue, for those friendships that you want to fight for, for the ones that God has in your life so intentionally intentionally and for such a specific purpose. We want to speak to that because that has been, men, that has been Mac and I, um, yeah. and it's really what's, and that's important to know. It's actually, that's like kind of the first thing in it all is to like really like make that your foundation, like the yeah. confidence knowing God has you together for a reason. Like I remember in really hard moments with Mac, I was like, Oh wait, God, but you called mm, us to this friendship. Like you were the one who had us meet and you were the one who, who started everything. And so like knowing and having confidence in that friendship will really, really be foundational as you go through like harder seasons. Yeah. Um, but the first thing we wanted to say to this is um, when it comes to friend drama in good relationships, you can't avoid hard conversations. Like mm. they're seriously just gonna have to happen. <clears throat> you have to talk through things yeah. um, and you actually have to like, be brutally honest, like <laughs> brutally honest of how you're feeling and what happened. Like, it's so funny how we can talk to everybody else so brutally yeah, honest about that person, but we won't talk to them face to face. And this is your charge. This is your challenge. First things first, you got to talk to that friend. Like if it is a healthy friendship, you want to fight for this, there's going to be a hard conversation. Yeah. We got to get a lot more comfortable having these hard conversations and not just having the hard conversation just to have the hard conversation and it be like a sob fest and a in a blowout fight or something, but no, it's like, you're being honest. You're coming into that conversation with humility, like so, so much humility. Mm. Um, and you can't avoid them. You just can't avoid them. You can't. Hey, you guys, we wanted to take a moment and share something that's so near and dear to our heart, and that is Delight Ministries. If you didn't know already, Mac and I actually started Delight when we were in college, and now it has grown all across the country and reaching thousands of college women. Basically, Delight is a women's ministry on your college campus and you meet weekly, have worship nights, and just build Christ-centered community while in college because gosh, that can be so hard sometimes. So if you're in college, you need to know about Delight because you can join it on your campus. If there's one, go to our website, delightministries.com and look up your university there. Um, And if you're in high school, get excited because there might be a Delight chapter on your college campus. And if there isn't, anybody and everybody could start a delight and it is the coolest thing ever all of our delight chapters are totally student-led and run and it will change your life getting to invite hundreds of women to be a part of the kingdom of god is just the coolest thing ever so mac how could you even be a part of this yes if you are interested in learning about how to start a delight all you got to do is go to our website www.delightministries.com start a delight and sign up there and you will be in contact with someone from our incredible delight team so soon. You're not locked in, but trust us, you are going to want to bring this incredible ministry to your campus and watch your entire college campus begin to fall in love with Jesus. Come on, let's start a delight. 
and they they seem so awful before you have them. You're like, this is going to be the worst thing ever. And they never end up being as bad as you think. And they actually usually end up being super healing and fruitful when two people are like in it for the right reasons. Um, so you cannot avoid those hard conversations. The second thing, and this is so important, don't even have that hard conversation until you're willing to do this. And that is taking ownership for your part in it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... When I was upset with Ken's about things, I could give you pages and pages and pages of the things that she did wrong. Like literally, like I'm like, she did this to me and this to me and this to me and this to me and this hurt me and this was horrible. Yeah. And then I think about what I did wrong and I'd be like, I mean, well... I mean, I don't, uh, I don't know, you know, yes, justifying it. Well, I only did this because she did this and things like that. Um, Gosh, you can literally create an atmosphere of breakthrough when you are willing to admit how you have messed up and not by justifying it, not by like being like, well, like, I'm sorry, you know, whatever, but being really vulnerably honest about like, Hey, I did this or I made you feel like this. And I am so, so sorry. Yeah. Um, I think what I have found is that when I'm willing to say, I'm sorry, when I'm willing to say what I messed up, it literally like breaks the tension. It breaks all the tension. And then that person, like if that person cannot respond by saying, I'm so sorry too. Mm -hmm. Um, I find that anytime I apologize, sincerely apologize, literally, I always get an apology in return. (laughs) even when they didn't even really do anything. Yeah, it automatically makes the conversation better. Yes, I think it creates an atmosphere for apologies to happen all around, which I think is super powerful and super cool. And um, Ken's and I have had to do this so many times. So many Um, times. Some of our biggest breakthrough has happened. I just remember when one of us has like taken that first step and apologized. Mm -hmm. And I've had it happen too with us, Ken's, where you've apologized for things that like, I'd even let go of, like I didn't even think about. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy how it brought even deeper healing, like healing to things that I didn't even know needed to be healed. So apologize for the things that they're not even mad at you about, that they're not even hurt by, because it can bring healing that they don't even know they need. And um, I think when you begin that kind of journey of healing, um, it's just the quickest way to kind of jumpstart that and get that going. And so before you even have a hard conversation, come ready with what you're ready to apologize for it's super powerful and it's super countercultural, which means that it's going to release the presence of Jesus into that conversation, which is is what you need. Yes, exactly. So that's so real. If you aren't, yes, a hard conversation, absolutely. It's going to have to happen. It's going to be hard, but part of that conversation needs to be taking ownership and you got to maybe like, maybe it wasn't your fault. Maybe it really wasn't your fault. Who the heck knows, but either way, find something like find something to take ownership in, be the bigger person in the room. It's really important. Um, adding one other thing to this too is don't um, gossip about this conversation before it happens. Like don't talk to other friends about like how you're going to talk through this conversation with her. Like just go to her. Like, because I think oftentimes if you like talk about how it's going to go down over and over again and you like Mm, talk about the situation over and over again, it just gets farther from the truth. Like this is something you can talk to God about. Maybe one person in your life that carries a lot of wisdom, like a mentor in your life, that might be important. But other than that, zippity zip, (laughs) you don't need to talk to anybody else but that person. Go straight to them. Um, I think that's really important. Um, the next thing we are going to talk about, this is like, we can't say this over, we, we can't say this enough, but that's believing the best in your 
friend. Like this is really, really huge. This kind of means that you just can't make assumptions about them. Um, just believe, choose to believe the best. Our mind spirals when there's drama. We're like, they are like this. They're thinking this. This is their intention. And we honestly are just like, it's an open door for the enemy to come in our life and just like tell us these lies. Right. And we're just like listening. We're like, oh my gosh, yes, yes. That's so terrible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I hate this about them. We just start to like literally believe these lies straight from the enemy. And so we just want to reverse that by like believing the best in them. And oftentimes in drama and hard moments, this is really hard. Of course, it's really hard because something went wrong and there's tension, but you just got to seek it out. You got to like start to believe the best in them. Yeah. Um, this is actually like so funny, but there is one point in Mac and I's relationship as we were like doing ministry together and working together a couple of years ago. I, um, we were, there's just like a season of tension. Honestly, might've been the one that, that you just mentioned earlier where we seriously went like six months with seeing each other, but not being friends. <laughs> Terrible. I also will add that you didn't see that on social media when we were in the middle of it. Um, of course you didn't see that. And I want to say that because you often don't see, like people don't talk about friend drama. It's like really easy to look at friends and be like, You've, you guys are perfect. Like you guys are besties. Like, oh my gosh, nothing's wrong with you. But there's always hard things in every friendship. So you going through something hard with your friend, it's normal. It's okay. There's a lot of people going through this too. Um, and we ran it. We talk about it way more now. Of course, you can obviously easily talk about it outside the valley. Yeah. But anyways, um, during this season, you guys, I had been leaving believing so many lies about Mac. I was convinced based off of like what she was posting on social media or what she would say in certain meetings or how she was acting or what she was wearing. I thought that she was like literally scheming to try to become this like influencer famous person without me. I was like, and you guys know, we're kind of like a ministry pair, obviously. Um, so it was really hurtful. I was like, are you trying to like leave this? Mac what was and the outfit duo? that convinced you of this? Uh, an outfit. I have, that was kind of <laughs> random. Maybe not her outfits. Other than the fact that you dress kind of trendy, maybe I was like, oh, she's trying to be an influencer now. Oh, wow. She's trying to be a big time speaker. Like, is she Loki, like signing some contracts out there? Like, you know, she's like bouncing around, like doing things outside of me. I like literally convinced myself that she was like trying to go big without me. And that's so funny. And then I talked to her about it. I was just like, here, here goes the brutal, honest conversations, right? And I don't know that I was mature enough to take ownership yet, but I at least did the hard conversation. And um, or I guess I would say I w didn't know that I should take ownership yet. Um, I've learned that through 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 things. But um, in this moment, I just was brutally honest. I was like, Mac, I feel like you're trying to be like famous without me. And this is really hurtful. And this sucks. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then we got to literally talk through it. And it was through so much honesty. And through that conversation, the truth was just revealed that like, that's not Mac's heart. Actually, what's so funny about Mac is she's so like, I call it a home turf kind of girl. Like she just wants to do ministry with her people and with her family. And like, isn't trying to be this mega influencer at all, was trying to do ministry together anyways. Um, and it was just a sweet reminder. And it brought it back to the truth of like, no, that was like me spiraling. That was me spiraling, believing like not the best in her. And so I think that a lot of us through drama have convinced ourselves something that's just yeah. not true. And you need to 
actively make a choice to just believe the best in them. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And I think it's so true. Follow the facts rather than like all the little details that you've made up to like expand the story of like, she did this because of this. Like, no, no, no. What did she actually do? What's the facts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and go yes. off of that and let like actual conversation fill in the details where they can explain their heart. Yeah. Where they can explain the why behind what they did or what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally was talking with a girl the other day and I thought this was so cool. She was talking about something that another girl did that offended her. And then like 30 minutes later, we were talking about it and she was like, well, I know that's not her heartbeat. Like I, even though it came off like that, I know that's not her intention. And yeah, I was like, that's good. yes, that's what we need more of. Like yeah. even when people offend that's you. That's maturity. That's yes. like spiritual maturity. Yes. Even when people offend you when they do things that you feel like are hurtful or an attack on you, yeah. go back to believing the best in their intentions, that their intention probably not was to hurt you, probably not was to embarrass you, probably not was to like cut you out of a conversation or whatever it is. Yeah. And if you feel that way, go to the facts by going to them and asking them and giving them the opportunity to prove that that wasn't their heartbeat than their intention in that. Yeah. And I think what's so cool is like, as Ken's and I walk through stuff is like, we had both created this spiral of lies about each other. And when we finally talked about it, and we finally both apologize for things. It's like, now I can always, anytime I'm tempted to think that Ken's is like trying to she's out for me. (laughs) I can quickly go back to like, no, no, no. This is Mm. Kenzie's heartbeat for me. Mm. This is her heartbeat for everybody. And I can, now it's like a tool I have, right? I don't even have to like go down that path anymore. I get to seriously stop the lie before it kind of starts to eat away at me. And it has been a game changer. Like I can honestly say like, Ken's and I are really, we used to fight all the time, like Mm. just little fights all the time. And like these big ones. And it was a lot of unhealed things. But when we finally began to like truly heal and then from mm-hmm. that point forward say we're gonna believe the best in each other yes we don't we don't fight like we it really don't the game yeah. it's a game changer and it's yeah. been really cool and really freeing and something that we believe in so so much if you're not believing the best in your friends like you're not being a good friend you're really yeah. not and you need to take ownership in that way yeah and start believing the best in them or at least giving them the opportunity to speak truth into maybe some of the lies you've been believing yeah that's right it's crazy like if you don't believe the best in people this comes out in just an everyday conversation everyday literally things. like you could just come up to me you just got back into town I would ask Gotta you about, pop a new outfit on <laughs> pop the new outfit on yeah. and all the and I'm like, if I didn't believe the best, I'd be like, oh, cool outfit. Oh, yeah. Trying to be famous. Or like bring up the conversation about even your new boyfriend or something. Yeah. You know, I'm like, how's Tyler or whatever. We just like converse about that. Well, a bitter, unhurt person, a bitter, hurt person that has insecurities in their friendship, yeah. their response to talking about a relationship is going to be coming out of like, out of that and it's yeah. just oozing out of you it's literally all your responses are yeah. coming out of comparison yeah. insecurity all of these yeah. things I felt that before yeah. you with start looking for reasons for them to disappoint you you know yeah, for totally. them to like say the wrong thing or like prove your point of what you've made up about what they think in your head yes totally yeah but when you believe the best in person you can just have conversation and it's healthy and it's good and it's pure and it yeah. has good yeah. intentions and it's yeah we could probably like we could go, go off about that one <laughs> we really could 
good. We're passionate about that one. I love it. But yes, cannot avoid those hard conversations. You got to take ownership of your part of it. Believe the best in your friends. And then this is the final one. And this is just to get back to the good old days. Reignite the flame. You know, a lot of times couples therapy, they're like, you got to reignite the flame. Reignite the passion. You know, the, the burning love. And it might be a little different in your friendships. But go back to the beginning. Go back to those days when you had fun together and you laughed together. Like protect the purity of your friendship in this way um, by literally going back to the beginning and doing the things that you guys have always enjoyed and loved together. When Ken's and I kind of came out of a really hard season, we were like, okay, we have to protect our friendship, meaning we need to set ourselves up for success moving forward. Mm -hmm. Because if not, we're going to fall back into being mad because we're really good at being mad at each other now. (laughs) You know, we were good at it in that season. And so we had to set ourselves up for success and protect the future of our friendship Mm. by going back to what really mattered. And so we had a season of our friendship where um, Ken said to me like, hey, you know what we're really good at? we're really good at doing ministry together. Like mm-hmm. when we're just doing ministry, when we just are like out there, you know, doing our thing together, like we don't fight. And I was like, wow, it's actually so true. You're so yeah. right. And so she said for a month, let's not talk about all these things we disagree about. Like let's just do ministry together. Mm-hmm. And we had the most fun month ever. It brought so much healing, so yeah. much healing, things that I didn't even know again that needed healing. And it yeah. was so fun. It was so fun and really set up us on a trajectory to like continue to grow in our friendship and to continue to kind of like get back to what we'd always been. But then again, allow Mm -hmm. God to do something new and something deeper. Um, And I know there's this another season where we needed to get back to it. And we used to pray and fast together on Thursdays. And so we were like, let's do that again. Like, let's pray and fast together again on Thursdays. And that was healing. That was awesome. Ken's and I love to like go on trips together. And so we'll go on a trip together. And Mm -hmm. I think identify whatever that is for you and your friend. And then again, pursue them and say, hey, I'd love for us to do this again together. Like, would you want to do this with me? And it kind of feels super vulnerable to be like, hey, remember we used to go to the movies on Friday nights together like do you want to go to the movie with me on Friday night Mm -hmm. you might feel embarrassed to even ask them that but how powerful that you're pursuing them in that way and you guys are kind of reminding yourself you're putting yourself in in an atmosphere to remember what God has for your friendship and what he's done in the past and what he can do in your future if you choose like let him in and let him heal that and it's just been super fun and super cool and made it fun to be friends again yeah totally to this day I think we're really protective of that it's like the second one thing we get in fights about is creating merch guys (laughs) yes we are just like throwing throwing the mean things that throwing the daggers yeah I'm like "Eh, it's okay (laughs) and it's like the dumbest most unnecessary thing to like even cause tension like why would we even waste time and then that filters into like other parts of our like the real important things that we do and so that's like one thing we really try to protect like the second we get way too in the details about creating merch together it'll be like okay you do this one or I do this one not even gonna talk about it like it's like being smart with those things and just like being protective of like what brings your friendship life and like keeping that the main thing. I think that's really important. We, we love to call it the good old days. Yeah. Take it back to the good, the old, good old days. days. Um, okay, wait, I have like one more thing to add another yes. little point and then we'll, Perfect. we'll go back on all of them. You guys, okay. but I have one more thing to say. I want to talk about forgiveness and friendship mm-hmm. because I think this has been really, really big. Um, 
you know, this is what Jesus did. If you look at the life of Jesus through the gospel, he had to forgive people who said mean things, who did mean things, who um, rejected him over and over and over again. And you never see resentment in Jesus. Like never, obviously he just like forgave and he forgot and he moved on. And I think this has been a really big part of our friendship. Like if I let all of the things that Mac has said, or if she let all the things I had said, like stack up and we never truly forgave and then keyword like forgot. <laughs> and I know some things are really tough and like it takes like maybe time and even years of healing. That's probably been true for us. Like some things have taken a lot longer to heal, but at some point, if it's a healthy friendship again, you gotta forgive and then you, then you gotta forget. And I kind of love that about our friendship. It's yeah. funny, it's even hard for us sometimes to like come up with, to remember the bad things because we've like totally forgotten them. It's like it didn't even exist. Like yeah. there's been some two, like truly brutal things we said to each other. I can't even remember them. Like I couldn't tell you one thing. We just forgot about it. And I think that's a really important practice. Like you've got to start to forgive and forget and leave it behind you or else it'll stack against you. The next thing I want to talk about is comparison. I have some little things to add at this. Can you believe this? (laughs) Let's hear it. (laughs) Comparison though. Like seriously, I think this is something that has gotten in the way of our friendship too. And I think a lot of friend drama starts Mm -hmm. out of, Uh, comparison. Honestly, we get like mad at the other person just because of something they're doing and we're comparing ourselves to them. And so I want to speak into this. Like one way we always say this all the time, the antidote to comparison is celebrating them. So if they're in a relationship and you're upset about it because you're not, just choose to celebrate theirs. Like if they got an awesome job and you didn't get one, choose to celebrate theirs. Like there's, that's a really tangible Mm. way. The other thing I want to speak into and one thing we've learned a ton growing up in ministry together. Um, at, there's been points in our relationship where I was like, okay, where we kind of both did the same thing. There was literally one conference, Delight Leadership Conference, where um, we both spoke at the end of the conference. Like we both like preached together. Like we literally like, dual did it. It didn't work. It crashed and burned. And Mac is a really incredible speaker. Like she clearly needed to take that role in our friendship and I needed to take another role in our friendship and we couldn't compare ourselves to each other. Like you just got to own your lane. So what I would say here is spend more time like figuring out your gifting rather than comparing. And if you find your mind like comparing and comparing and comparing yourself to your friend, like you need to shut that down turn it away, turn it off, like get on your knees, lay it at the cross, stop comparing and spend way more time figuring out your lane and your gifting. This is like hugely, hugely important. And I think especially for anybody who's young, like a young believer, it didn't, it took us years to figure out our lane and our gifting. And so it might take you a lot of time to figure this one out, but focus on that, like really focus on that. Cause I think a lot of fruit will come from that. So yeah. That's wow, so we good. shared a lot. That's so good. Okay, I really, I, this is so funny, but I have one last thing too. Okay, yeah. And I heard this the other day in a sermon and I was really thinking about how like, uh, we talked about all this stuff that maybe we've gotten good at. And this is one thing that I've been feeling like challenged and convicted to like, do better at now. I feel like I'm not good at this. And, mm-hmm. um, I was talking about how so often when we, um, are kind of hurt by somebody or something, um, we'll kind of lash out and we'll lash out and we'll, uh, attach it to identity rather than attaching it to the, maybe the action. So I could easily be like, gosh, mm-hmm. Ken's, you are so impatient or whatever. Like you're mm-hmm. so impatient, you, whatever, blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. Or I could say you are so, you are so, I got one. You're so prideful. You're so prideful. Mm -hmm. You're literally so obsessed with yourself. Oh my gosh. And I could say even in a joking manner, but rather than saying like, Hey, that 
what you just said, like, it felt like it had some pride in it. You know, there's a difference than saying like, you are this and there's yeah, no way good. you can change this rather than saying, hey, that thing that you did felt like this. Yes. And that's something that can be changed. Mm. And so often I think when we say things, we often attach it to people's identity. And when someone comes at you with a critique or a comment that is attached to your identity, you feel hopeless. There's nothing you can do to change yeah. that. And so it's literally like you put up a brick wall on your friendship. Mm. Whereas if you can communicate, change the way we communicate with people when we maybe have hard feedback and saying like, Hey, when you did this, Mm. it felt like you were trying to take the glory for yourself or something like that, rather than saying like, you're so prideful. That's good. And so something I'm personally trying to work on in my friendships is like not lashing out and attaching it to their identity. But when I have something, when I want to communicate something that hurt me, um, making it about the thing that they did that hurt me rather than they as a person hurting me all the time. Yeah. That creates way healthier communication and it, yeah, way easier to overcome. Yeah. Okay, you wow. guys, we so shared much. a lot. I'm going to recap them all because we said a lot and I'm going to just like quickly go through them Speed all. Speed round. Yeah, just so that, do we want to go back and forth? Or, go for it. Okay, yes. I didn't know. My okay. document's not loading, but I got this by okay. memory. Oh, back and forth. Go. We're Let's going go. back and forth. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, guys, the first thing we talked about was that you can't avoid hard conversations. If you have friend drama right now, you are going to have to have a hard conversation. You can't avoid it. It's going to happen. We got to get a lot more comfortable with that. And you, you know what? You got to be brutally honest, like so honest. It's so embarrassing. Okay. Take ownership of what you did wrong. Even if you feel like you did absolutely nothing, find something to take ownership in because as soon as we can apologize for something, it creates an atmosphere for other people to be able to do that too. That was so fast. Okay. The next thing we've talked about was believing the best in someone, AKA you can't make assumptions about them. You guys, this is so important. Look for ways to believe the best and then rewrite that story in your head. It might Again, it has to do with a hard conversation. But once you figure out how to do this, your every day with each other will be a whole lot better. Okay, get back to the good old days. What were those moments where you had so much fun together, so much purpose in your friendship? Do those things again. Pursue your friend and ask them to do these things with you again, to choose these things again. And I think it'll be reminiscent of the purpose of your friendship from the beginning. And then also it's something you can do to protect your friendship moving forward to not stay in that kind of bitterness zone. Yes, that's right. We talked about forgiveness, what it looks like to forgive and forget so that like we don't carry these things with us and bitterness with us trust us if 10 years of being friends with somebody and I carried all the mean things one of each other has said towards each other this friendship wouldn't be working so you gotta forgive and you gotta forget it (laughs) yes number five this is one you threw a curveball. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. So you get that Comparison. One. You guys spend way right. more time. Spend way more time finding out your spiritual giftings and your lane rather than comparing. Because comparison will just eat away at you. And also choose to celebrate instead. That's a perfect antidote to comparison. Yes. And then that last one is just when you have to express maybe some hurt that someone has done to you, don't make it about their identity, make it about the action because that leaves room for that person not to just feel like discouraged that they're a terrible person, but gives them opportunity to fix their action for the next time. So I think that's just one of the biggest things is that 
we got to have these be fruitful conversations and not conversations that are just like, oh, well, I'm this way, you're this way. We can't be friends anymore. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm so excited for a lot of healthy relationships out there. I know a lot of you guys have been looking for this. This is so real, so common. Remember, this is like you so aren't alone in this. You really aren't. What you're seeing on social media, what you see on the surface level really isn't like true. You got to dig. A lot of people are having these conversations yeah. and probably need to have a lot more of yes. them. Go have those hard conversations. We believe in you. We think there's going to be so much healing and friendships in Jesus name, just like an <laughs> outpouring of it all over. You started screaming. Friends are going to be coming back together. <laughs> like we are going to have some renewals and friendship. I mean, friendship powerhouse teams that are going to unleash the spirit <laughs> all over the place. I'm excited about it. Okay, guys, Holy. we love you. We're cheering you on. Go talk to your friends. <laughs> okay. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>